So to grow on Twitter, you need consistency, persistency, focus, and determination. I do three tweets a day from Monday through Saturday, no matter how I feel. I prepare my tweets like the day before, two days before, and I spend a lot of time looking at my tweets. I change words, change sentences, I read them back to make sure they deliver that feeling energy that can help them. Welcome to another episode of High Fury Presents. In this episode, I talk to inner practitioner, aka Zon Yan. Zon has a Twitter following of about 165,000 followers. His engagement rate is off the charts, so I want to know how he did it. In this episode, you'll learn some amazing new angles to grow your account. It's not a straightforward episode as normally, and I kind of like that. So you'll hear Zon brings a different energy to it. And that's one of the reasons I loved recording this episode. It helps you see a different perspective where you thought there was none. My name is Yannick, co-founder of Hype Fury, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, inner practitioner, how cool to have you join on our podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Yannick. Thank you for having me on. I was born in Taiwan in 1967. I just pretty much an ordinary kid. The only thing different about me was that I often get into a trance when I was young and that I wanted to be a monk and I wanted to know why I came to this world. So hmm. it's kind of like how I grew up in my own world, but I often get into trance and I had this voice telling me things. And then my parents moved us to the United States when I was 13 and I didn't know English at all. And there was a lot of uh, prejudice and all that because this was really early, yeah. so many years ago. This junior high school is mostly just white people and Hispanics. It was only me, my brother, my sister, and this other Vietnamese family were Asians. So they always picked on us and stuff. Yet in the high school, I was learning English. And I was in the English as second language ESL for five years just to learn the language. I didn't know who I was. I couldn't feel myself. I was very disconnected because my mom's a narcissist. And by the time I was about 33, my body was pretty much up. I was very, very sick. I was ready to die. This is enough. I'm done. But financially, from the outside, I was doing really well. School, I did well. The job, I did well. I had things that people thought was a perfect dream. I was miserable. So by 33, I was suffering, and then I had my first awakening. It was the most beautiful experience I had. I was out of my mind, and I was so happy. So I went outside the house. I look up in the sky. I see all these stars. So beautiful. And I, I said to myself, I didn't know life was like this. But then that didn't last too long. And then I went back to normal. And then I noticed time becoming faster like a hour felt like 10 minutes and time was moving so fast and then something magical happened time became still time is not a river that floats that was my previous experience time was imagine a pearl necklace each pearl it's a moment. Time was that each moment shows up and you're in it. 
And when you're fully in it, there's this joy that naturally comes from within. And also, you're not afraid of anything because all your sadness, happiness, whatever, it doesn't last. It's just one pearl after the other. In 2007, I heard a voice that comes from within that says, get on Twitter. I'm like, what the f is Twitter? It's just a little bird thing. So I ignored it. It came four times. I ignored it. It's a voice that's not my own that comes from within and no one else can hear it, only me. And the fifth time I gave in. So I got on Twitter 2017, end of October. I didn't know what to tweet. So I started tweeting about inner work and stuff. Then in November of that year, 2017, I noticed a change that started to happen. My mind became mostly neutral. That just means that, you know how we all have that inner critic, that voice saying, oh, you're not good enough. You should be doing this, blah, blah, this and that. It's like attacking you. That voice became very easily for me. I can just ignore. It doesn't bother me. And then inner space open right there. My mind doesn't bash me like before anymore. It's just a tool, an organ that operates like the heart or like the lung. And then I can, if I stay in that inner space, I can watch work. And then I realize when I stay in that inner space, that's what people call being present. You just, you're not being present with others. You're being present with your, yourself, your internal states. And you observe what your mind's doing, all the thoughts, feelings, and desire, emotion come and go. And that's that. You're in that moment. So let's talk a little bit about the beginning of your Twitter journey, you started tweeting. What was your plan or what do you think back then? And how did you get started? How did your tweeting go? How did you I don't know, connect with people? Well, I just started tweeting. I would tweet my inner work stuff. The thing that I saw with my inner eye were awareness. And then I caught attention of this one spiritual guy. I didn't know that was my tweets were considered spiritual. I thought like, I saw things like 5D. I thought that was the breast size. I had no idea of this terminology. And then this guy asked me if I want to join the tweet deck. He really liked my tweet. I don't know what that was. So I said, I'll think about it. And back then, once I had like maybe 36 followers, if I had two likes, I was like, oh, this tweet's a success. I'm so happy. If I didn't get any likes, that's normal. If I get one, like, yeah, I'm almost there. Two likes. Yeah, come on. So I decided to join the tweet deck and I started to get a lot of likes and they seemed to like my tweets. But before I joined Twitter, maybe 10 years before that, when I was still very insecure and biting my fingernails, my teacher told me, he foretold, he said, one day you'll be using their language, quote unquote English, and you'll help them with what you have learned. And you'll be like a clear stream in this muddy water. So clarity is my main thing. And clarity comes from a lot of inner work. But then I started tweeting. I started getting more followers because of the tweet deck. And many people came. They really like it. But it was mostly Zen-based, my tweets. And it would trigger a lot of people. Because when Zen-based is very direct, it cuts through the mind and it just hits you right in your core. Some people cannot handle that. Like there are a couple of people, they DM me, they told me, I had to unfollow you, man. But then a few days later, something told me I have to follow you. 
and then I unfollowed you again. It was too much for some people, but mm -hmm. it was what they needed. But then uh, later on, I lost that account when they, when Twitter came down on all the people on TweetDex. I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? I'll lose my account. You reach about 25,000 followers. So I sat there like all regretting all this and that. I tried everything. I couldn't get it back. Then 15 minutes later, I said, I'm going to start another one. Mine tendencies too. So this is the one I'm on. So I just started tweeting mm -hmm. again. <laughs> and your first account was just mine tendencies. Yeah. And then I started noticing patterns around 2019. I started noticing all these tweets have patterns. I started to see them. Like, for example, you can plug in words. It's a more, whatever. It's a less, whatever. Like, for example, you can say, it's a more ego, it's a less heart. That's one structure. That's a tweet structure. And the structure itself has energy associated with it. They can deliver your message. So you can say some like another structure can be that uh, life hits different when you, then you plug in the word. So you can say life hits different when you are focused, determined, disciplined, or something like that. So you can plug in different words in there. So you're using a structure which contains energy, and then you put your message in there. Because Twitter, it's an, a system that's based on engagement. And engagement meaning you're exchanging energies. And most people, they will not remember what you tweeted about, but they will remember how your tweets made them feel. And they, if the feeling is right, it's what they need, they'll keep coming back for that. But first of all, they will start to test you to make sure you're consistent. So to grow on Twitter, you need consistency, persistency, focus, and determination. I do three tweets a day from Monday through Saturday, no matter how I feel. I prepare my tweets like the day before, two days before, and I spend a lot of time looking at my tweets. I change words, change sentences, I read them back to make sure they deliver that feeling energy that can help them. And I have certain rules, like for example, when I'm very downward, depressed or negative, I never write any tweets. I never do tweets because I'm responsible for the energy that goes out and i never really focus on growth i just keep doing that over and over again and people start to come i think your concept about energy is really interesting but it's also very hard to grasp you know uh, i can understand that like for people to engage yeah i can give you an example yannick it's not about what you see from your account it's not it's about what your father sees from their phone that matters. So imagine this, you do one tweet, then your tweet goes on their phone. On their phone, that's the newest thing on their item, right? Now, if you retweet somebody else on top of your new tweet, from your false perspective on their phone, this retweets on top, so it gets their attention. Therefore, one energy movement you can do is this. After you do a new tweet, you wait at least 40 minutes to an hour before you retweet anything on top. That will guarantee the latest tweet, it's the most fresh on all your followers' phone. So you give a chance for your tweet's energy to go out there, the vibration for them to feel it. If you just retweet a whole bunch on top of your new tweet, your new, new tweet's opportunity to be experienced will be lessened. So it's not about what you see on your timeline, it's about 
what your followers experience from your account. So that's an energy movement. So you respect that. When you're aware of these nuances, details of these things, you start to do them and then you start to see changes in your account. And so I understand that you can tweet something, but they have to read it. But then there are also good tweets and bad tweets, whether you leave 40 minutes to an hour between a tweet or a retweet. How did you come up with all these structures? And what's what do you think are like the general guidelines for people to get these energy flows going? Well, the structure, it's the way that leave an impression when they read it, basically. So you plug words in there. And the way I get structures is a lot of times I just see them. But when I started to collect structures, I got them from a lot of viral tweets. Look at the viral tweet and I'll say, okay, this part here can be generic. I can plug in my own words here. So that's a structure. And I'll write it down and then I'll, I'll actually try it. Like, for example, you can, I saw somebody tweet something that I say, hey, that's a structure. So I start to use it. Basically, the structure is that if you're serious about whatever, be serious about whatever. So I can plug in words like, uh, if you're serious about growth, be serious about accountability. Or if you're serious about intimacy, be serious about vulnerability. So you can plug in all different things, but that structure came from one of the tweets I saw. So just really just simple observations. So you're not copying their tweets. You're copying the sentence they used to deliver their tweets. And you put in your words in there. And when people see that, they read it back. It's very smooth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And they get a certain feeding for it and they look for that. They want more and more and more. That's also something I think is really interesting because you have some people who say, you know, like Julian and a couple of other people, they say, you know, I tweet like once every two weeks, my tweet still explodes and I still gain a bunch of followers. And, and you have people that say, I have to tweet three times a day or else, you know, and I, and I hear you also saying, you know, I tweet three times a day, Monday through Saturday. And that's also something my followers expect, I guess. They know what they get from you, but why don't you tweet like five times a day or 10 times a day? Because, you know, they could get you more impressions, more followers, or why don't you tweet once a day and create even better tweets? For me personally, there are two reasons. The first reason is that I don't do five tweets a day because it takes me a lot of times to create tweets. So I do three. Three is about what I can handle. And Sunday, I take a break. Or I just too much drain on me. And the second reason is that uh, if I do too many tweets, my, the quality of my tweet goes down. And I don't really focus on getting followers. That's not my main thing. I focus on doing the best I can with my tweets so I can help others with what they need. I know some people, they try to grow their accounts so much, became like a competition ego thing. And I totally respect that and understand that, but that's not my focus. My focus is to help others with my tweets, to get something, some positivity or strength or a different way of looking at things. And then that became a pattern because I tried to do many tweets before the quality of my tweets just went down. I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, because I have to do the best that I can, no matter what I do on Twitter. 
and just keep doing that. So they became a pattern. I think if you're you're doing one tweet in every few weeks and you're still going viral, then you're very you're producing very very high quality tweets that a lot of people likes, or you have a way of getting your tweets out there for others to see. Like for example, you can pay some really huge accounts to retweet you for money, like the two million followers account, then your tweets can go viral and things like that. Or you have to do really really good tweets and it took you two weeks to come up with it. For me, I don't use that method because it doesn't sue me. It takes too long because if you're doing two or three a day, they start to expect that. It's from their perspective and they want their feeding again. And you always tweet around similar times. They actually wait for it. They want that daily thing. So you're building up this energy momentum, their expectations. And they have expectation on certain quality of your tweets. And you cannot, you have to guard that with your life. You must deliver that or better. You cannot compromise. Yeah. When did so you the, realize that, you know, three tweets a day, that's your optimum? And when did you see that, you know, people came to expect that of you? When Did you see a difference in growth or something else? Yeah, it's see just for numbers because I, I write down the times or the, the days. Whenever I reach, have an extra thousand followers, I write down the new day. I, I track everything from since I started this account, 37 followers. I record it down. So I noticed that became a pattern. They like that. Every day you write down how many followers you gain or every thousand you write. So in two days, you've probably gained another thousand followers and then you note the date and what do you know yeah every thousand followers like new new followers for once it hits a thousand i write down that date in a text file i like to record things like for example all my tweets on this account i save it in over like a hundred different text files each text file has a hundred tweets and i number them so i have all my tweets numbered <laughs> So you can't get, get suspended. I have, still have all my tweets. I'm like that. And I saved the, the web address access to tweet. I, I'm like that. When did I do it? Yeah. You should download your, your Twitter archive. When I tell people, they're like, what? I say, yeah, that's what I do. I, so I record everything so I can see the patterns as it happens. As for their expectations, it's from a lot of sudden inner knowing because I became very sensitive to energy. When I see people's tweets, I can feel the energy behind there. And my Zen practice, my inner eye awareness, it tells me that when they write this part, their mindset's this. And then you change to this, and you change to this. So I can feel and see these things like instantly, pretty much. Yeah, so I get a sense they're expecting. Like, for example, if I'm about to do a tweet on healing or trauma, I usually take a look right there right now if there's any healing or trauma tweets if those three do well or not if they did not do well i will switch up my next tweet to become the current tweet if they did well then i'll tweet the healing or trauma tweet because during different times what people want changes and the way you can see what people want is by other similar tweets how they did how do you check that well i have some people on my list so I, I just pretty much check their accounts, like spiritual accounts. They tweet, oh, okay, they're healing tweet, they're okay. So that means people don't like to see this healing. Hey, this accountability tweet, they wrote well. Hey, I should profit on that. So I'll try to create a tweet about accountability as best I can, and I'll tweet it. 
how scientific is that? Have you literally like a hundred or a thousand times and seen the difference? Because I can also say, or, you know, I could imagine, hey, this is, you know, the gazillion tweet I've seen about, I don't know, healing, uh, the, the 10th tweet about healing I've seen today. You know, that's mm -hmm. not going to fly anymore because people are like tired of the healing tweet today. But you're saying yeah. the opposite. That's totally true. That's totally true. What what I do is that I see the healing tweet of well. My definition of well is that it's got over two or 3,000 likes in maybe a few hours. So I said, oh, okay, that looks pretty good. I think they want to see that. But you cannot just make up a healing tweet. You got to give them something different. It's because if you just give them some generic, so okay, yeah, okay. They may like it or may, they may not. You got to give them something. They have to be able to take some value away from that. How do you do that? Because, okay, then you see, okay, people want healing tweets right now. How do you come up with something which is new that's also going to fly instead of the next platitude? Then it comes up to another concept. You need keywords. There's some really hot keywords right now. For example, privacy is one of them. Trigger, it's another one. Vibration has always been around. And how do you know these keywords are hot? I look at tweets that gets many different likes on them, and I pick out their keywords. And I keep seeing them. I think, okay, this is hot. So pretty much so far, whenever I do the privacy, I'm another privacy tweet schedule in the excellent hype fairy software. <laughs> Great to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, tomorrow is about privacy. Hmm. All my privacy tweets about privacy has done really well. So you actually have to observe to see. And then you try on your own. You put into a different structure. Then you experiment to see which one does pretty well. And then I found out that I realized that you can mix different structures together that become a complex structure. You talk about that in your guide, huh? Yeah, so you can put like multiple of them in there, but that's really hard to do. And when you do a walk, that gets many different likes. So most speeches about observation, you just have to look at the viral tweets, what their concepts are, and you have to give them something when you do something similar. Like, for example, you can say, that, uh, apologize when you're wrong, not when you want to feel better. So there's a little nuance there. Oh, okay, some people do it, and they can relate to you. It's about relatability. But you give them a little twist in there. Apologize when you're wrong, not when you want to save face or something like that. Or apologize when you're wrong, not when you want to pass quickly past this moment. So something different you have to give them. You put in the structure, yet you take the certain keywords, the popular keywords, and you use that. It's quite interesting when you do it that way. And then I discovered there's something called polarity. So you can say the avoid people who want your light, but keep you in the dark. So you have the polarity here, it's light and dark. And you're using the structure, avoid people who. And now if the words you use, it's actually popular keywords, that'll be even better. Then you know that one's going to be hot and get lots of likes. And this is from many different trial and errors or start and stop. Like for example, you can say the start being private as fuck, stop oversharing. Then you add another sentence. Uh, some people will talk to you to talk about you and that's mm -hmm. it. So you have start, stop, and a little conclusion. 
that give them a little twist. And overall, when they read it, they'll leave an impression and they get a certain feeling, oh, and that's energy. You want that, they'll come back again tomorrow when you do your three tweets. So I read your, your course and you talk about, you know, you should get like about 1% of your followers in likes. My tweets normally, they underperform by your standards. But let's say you come up with a great tweet that also matches a little bit of my account. You know, it, it won't get a thousand retweets or 8,000 likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But do you think that like your tweet, you know, and, and probably not something about healing and soul, but maybe something about privacy or, you know, something that matches a little bit more what I tweet about would also mm-hmm. work on my account or would they just flop? How would that go, you think? If you start doing this on your account, first of all, your followers will notice your tweeting pattern change because people know. They may not say, but they know. And then what they will do is that they're going to start looking at your new tweet pattern and your new tweets. If they like it, they might like it. They might not like it and do anything. But if you're consistent, you keep doing that, you're going to start getting more and more likes. How long do I need to do that? If you actually start to do it for about a month, I think you should start to see change. And then this is what you can do. Because sometimes you want to do some tweets that that's, that's going to help them, but it's not going to get many likes. So you do your tweets that will get lots of likes and you stick one or two in between. Like, for example, you want to talk about five steps to growing your account or something. That's probably not going to get many likes. You're not using structures or something, but you squeeze that in between. Well, five steps, how to feel less insecure. Well, five steps, how to do certain things. And that's okay. What I do is that I know some of the things when I want, really want to get in detail to help them, I'll create a graphics image and I'll put lots of words on there. I can go into details because it's a graphics image and I'll tweak that. And I know that one will not make, make my 1% because I have 160,000 followers means that each one of my tweets must get 1,600 likes or more. Picture tweet is not going to do that. And I'll probably get 1,000 the most or maybe 500 and that's okay. Yeah, it's done to help them, but you can do things like that. Or like, for example, you're asking for people's email subscribe to you. That tweet's not going to get a thousand likes. No, (laughs) it may bring a 20, you know, or a hundred. If I try to sell them something, I was still trying to sell my guy. I got 26 likes, you know, I have like 160,000. I only got 26 likes. And there's people that are commenting on there. Look at this account. You have so many followers, you get so little likes. I just ignore him. But he was right. But you expect it's okay. You're not going to make that no matter what. You know, and you're not going to pay some other big account to to retweet you. So that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's okay. And do you also get 26 sales or just 26 likes? (laughs) When I started tweeting that day, it took like three days to get 26 likes. But I I got quite a bit of sale. People buy it, but they don't like the tweet. And that book, the Twitter growth guide that I wrote. To be honest, it only took me about a week and a half. I spent like a few hours every night. Most of the words just came by itself. So I didn't spend a lot of time on this. So I said, whatever, maybe you can, if they this will help them, they'll see Twitter in different ways and give them structures and energy movement. They can just repeat and do this. Their account will grow, then they can benefit. That's good. And I make some money, but my focus is not really, I don't really focus too much on money. Like, for example, the three guides I wrote, the free guides, energy guides, the inner work guide, and the shadow work guide, 
I wrote it, I think, November last year. Yeah. Those three guys combined only took two and a half months. I actually wrote four guys. The fourth one, I didn't, I didn't publish. It's a guide about teaching people how to feel their negative emotions. Because I felt like I didn't master the topic. I'll be cheating people if I didn't master it. Otherwise, that's bad karma. Yeah. So those words for the three guys came. I just put it out there to help them. And people really like it. And they offer to translate. Some people offer to translate into different languages, like Arabic and Japanese and different other languages. And I put it on the, out there for to the download. Eventually, people start to download. And they say, help them. You got more than like 12,000 downloads so far. Yeah, but it didn't take okay. me a lot of times. And I didn't understand why those words came. So why I operate is kind of weird. I don't have any ambitions or goals. If like we're talking right now, I said this moment, that's fine. But once we hang up, I'll just sit here or go to work or do whatever. It'll be a new, new moment. This moment will be gone. So I don't have any, I don't say any, I got to make some money. I got to, I don't have that. But sometimes I suddenly know things. Like those three right. guys, I just suddenly know I had to do it. If this thing from within just tells me I have to do it, so I said, okay, I'll do it. I don't ask why. And I'll sit down. Okay, I sit down in front of a blank piece of uh, word, word document. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I going to write? Okay, I just write something and the words just keep coming. Let's now imagine you're going to do Mind Tendencies 3. You're not going to talk about the inner workings. You're going to, you know, this is going to be a an account that talks about marketing. Mm-hmm. Or let's say even closer to your heart would be like programming. Mm-hmm. How would you take the constructs and the frameworks you've used on this account and use it on like in a totally different niche? If I were going to do marketing, if I do anything, I must have clarity in the strategy. Not from my mind, but that comes to tell me. Just thinking about marketing is so the I would do it. You'll be structured. And you will follow this pattern. There'll be certain type of tweets I'll do. One type would be just a marketing tweet. The other type it will I'll tweet about observation about marketing. There'll be another type. And another type would be to tweet about the funny things about marketing. Because no one likes to read an encyclopedia all the time. They gotta get something from your account. It's fun, it's relaxing. Everybody's saying, oh, you got to sell this. You got to do that. You got, it's too tense. It's too much. So you make, you got to have a, you got to mix that together. And then I know I cannot make it all on my own. So I'll probably start retweeting a lot of the other mark, bigger marketing accounts and start leaving comments on there. So they start to notice me. That's probably what I, I will do. And then I'll probably use my bigger account to retweet this marketing account's tweet. So people start to know it doesn't matter how many likes they get. As soon as they start to get used to seeing this new marketing account on my timeline, it's about them being used to it and being comfortable because it's hard for them to trust you if they're not used to it. It's hard for them to get comfortable with, with you. It's not used to it. So you got to get used to you. They got to get comfortable with you. Then trust can happen. So that will be a simple strategy I would do just for marketing, but I have to work with other marketing accounts. Maybe join a marketing account group or something where we retweet each other just to get started. Hmm. Yeah. And also using my big account. This will just be strategy. And I'll recycle the three different types of tweets I would do. I'll probably do three tweets a day. One just straight marketing. One's about observation about marketing. 
with some stories or whatever. And the other one would be about some funny things about it. I'll just keep repeating this pattern Monday through Saturday, take a break on Sunday. Yeah, and see how it goes and make adjustments on the way. The things are always changing. You got to be able to adapt and be flexible and see what's new and sometimes be able to make decisions around on the fly right there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, for me, I usually won't do something unless I'm suddenly clear. Like the way I answer DMs, I get a lot of DMs. They ask me questions. If they come and ask me a question, if I know the answer, I'll just type it and that's it. End of story. And I delete the chat history. If I don't know the answer, I'll just sit there until the answer comes. I'll see my body. If after like half an hour, nothing comes, I just tell them I don't know. I can't help you. I'm sorry. But if the answer comes, I'll just type it in. And I trust what comes from within. Usually it will come within 10 minutes, an answer. I would just suddenly know and I just start typing and that, that DM will be over. So for the marketing account, you have to trust what you know. Because what people say about marketing is from their own experience. It didn't come from you when you read it. But when you, you can see values in that, and then you can apply that through your own system. So you're not copying them. You're bettering yourself through them. You're learning through their experience. That's the fastest way to learn. Learn from other people's mistakes and experience and success. But do it in your way, not their way. Because whenever you want to copy somebody, that's when you lose yourself. Even yeah. if you get success, you start to lose yourself. You try to tweet like somebody else, you start to lose yourself. It has to be coming from you because it has that energy thing. Marketing is the same. Now, if you're not structured, you just do whatever you want, that's great. You're flowing. If that works for you, that's great. But if you want to experiment a little bit of structure or clarity, what I would do if I were you, when I feel like tweeting, I just write stuff down, the idea down. And then later on, when I have time, I start working on these things. How do I get this idea, this pretty good idea, how do I turn into a really good tweet that will hit them so they'll leave a good impression? Then you start working on the structure and how to put the words and all that together. Then you read back to yourself. You could do this in the bathroom on your phone and there'll be aha moment, ah, that's it. And then you repeat this pattern. So you don't have to tweet right away when you have great ideas, when inspiration that comes, you can always write it down and look at it later. So you're delaying until later. You can try that system too. Yeah. But the most dangerous thing is that you hear somebody do a certain way, you destroy what you have complete and try to copy them. Because yeah. there it's gotta be some benefit to the way you're doing things that comes from you. So you can start to incorporate what you see the value you see in how they do things into your system. How do you fit? How do I fit the structure thing into my flowing style? Yeah, okay. I'll write down the inspiration and then I'll work on it later. This part will be the structure discipline part. But I'm still flowing. So you can have both. It's not one or the other. That's the most dangerous thinking. You're thinking you must destroy A to get B. Well, why can't you have A plus B? Part B, part A. Well, can you have A in the morning, B in the afternoon? Flexible thinking. It shouldn't be one or the other. It could be both. It's quite interesting. You study all these people, how they do things, and you learn from them. I believe marketing is the same. I don't know much about marketing. <laughs> 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 I'm just talking on my ass here. <laughs> you know, I don't know a lot about the inner working, so we can help each other probably. Aizan, this was a, a great conversation. Last question for you, because after that, we're going to wrap up. So 
I just want to know, I, I, I see on your timeline, you retweet, you know, a couple of people, probably like on a daily basis, but I'm, I'm wondering what do people need to do to be retweeted by you? Like what kind of tweets do you love to see? Do you retweet? For me, their tweets must fit the energy of my timeline. That's number one. It must look like it's part of it because I care about my timeline as a whole. So you'll never see me retweet something like Bitcoin in the middle of healing and trauma. I mean, that, that, that just doesn't fit. <laughs> number two, your accounts, I must like your accounts energy. This part is totally personal. Sometimes when I see a certain account, I feel their energy immediately and a lot of energy I don't, I don't, I don't work with. Like this other account, when I see her account, I won't mention any names. I sense anger and frustration. She's, she needs to heal. And the other one, I sense manipulations. Yeah, so there are many different things. Or they're seeking validation, or people pleasing, they're playing, they're being an actor. So no matter how good their tweets are, I will not retweet them. Or when their account gets bigger to a certain point, they ask me that, can you retweet me? I look at their timeline and I may consider, start to retweet them and see how my followers respond. Because when I retweet a new account, I actually sit there and watch how their tweets do. You do this for over a certain number of days and you get a feel for your followers if they like, like this new person or not. If they don't like it, then I'll just stop retweeting. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much for taking the time. Where can people find you? Just Mind Tendencies 2 on Twitter or Mind Tendencies 2 on Instagram right now. <laughs> thank Simple. you, John. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Yannick. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next show. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave an iTunes review and give us a shout out on Twitter, sharing your favorite part of this episode. See you again next week.